0: Samsung just held its first event of the year where the company announced the Galaxy S21 lineup. Consisting of three different models, Samsung is poised to compete with Apple's relatively new iPhone 12 models. Heck, Samsung even beat Apple to releasing smart Tags, small accessories designed to help you find lost items. I'm Jason Cipriani, that's Jason Perlow, and this episode of Jason Squared, we're talking all things Samsung. So, Perlo, before we really dive into some details here, let's let's do a brief overview of what all Samsung announced this morning.
1: Well, Jason, gosh, I'm just so excited.
0: <laughs> you uh, sound excited.
1: Yeah, we got three new phones. Uh, uh-huh. You know, the Galaxy S twenty one, the S twenty one Plus, and the S twenty one Ultra. Uh, this year, prices start at seven ninety nine uh, for the S twenty one. So that's Less expensive than it was last year. Yeah, um, nine ninety nine for the S twenty one plus, also a slightly lower price point, um, and eleven uh 199 $1, dollars for the Ultra for their which for is their, lower their, as well. Which they're, so they're all cheaper than they were last year, uh, but of course we're not getting any chargers and no and no cables, right? So uh, they also announced uh, the smart tags, uh, which are a th- it's a thirty dollar doohickey. Uh, that helps you track down lost items, uh, and then they're also got the Galaxy Buds Pro uh, earbuds, which are 200 bucks, and you know they got some cool stuff in them. You know, they're they're yeah. they're, they're they're the AirPods competitor. You
0: know. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. the, the the announcements were pretty much a standard affair for what we expect from Samsung right now, right? They are three phones, a couple accessories, and you know there's not a whole lot going on there, except for there's one notable and. Don't forgive the pun because I fully mean it. There's one notable feature coming to at least one of the devices, and that's the S21 Ultra. It is the first time we've seen Samsung take the S Pen from the Note lineup and allow it, enable it, to work on another smartphone. Again, the S21 Ultra is the only one out of that lineup that has support for that. And Now, to be clear, this isn't the first time we've seen Samsung do this Um, With different devices overall, tablets work with the S Pen, Samsung laptops, Chromebooks, Windows computers work with the S Pen. But this is the first time another smartphone has actually used it. So there's rumors floating around that the Note lineup is going away. And this transition is part of that ultimate goal. So I guess the biggest question I have coming out of the Samsung event and something we should address before we get into more stuff is... What does the S Pen and S21 Ultra mean for the Note line going forward?
1: So, Jason, I, I would hope that if Samsung is sane, they would at some point eliminate the Note line. So what we're seeing here with this S21 generation is, you know, some normalization and consolidation of their products. We have three phones, which by basic feature set match effectively now what Apple's doing with their iPhone 12 lineup, okay, with an entry-level, a mid-range, quote-unquote, larger, and a jumbo slash deluxe, right? Um, All three of these phones now have all the main 5G bands just like the iPhone does, right? Ultra wide band in addition to the sub six, you know, regular band, right? So they're, they're all 5G, all, all supported, all the network 5Gs, right? No special circumstances or anything like that, like we had last year. However, only the deluxe size one, the, or the, the jumbo, right? The Ultra right. has the pen support. Now, if they all had pen support, I think we could easily say that the end of the note line for 2021 or 2022 was coming, but they don't, right? It's right. just it's just the ultra. So so we don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rumors and uh, going around that the note line is done, and to me it makes sense. Now after the note seven fiasco, remember batteries exploding on planes and starting fires. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and I don't, I haven't really ever talked about it publicly, but Samsung actually, whoever had a review unit of the Note 7 at the time when they did the recall, Samsung flew a PR person around the country to personally pick up those devices from reporters. So I had an appointment with a Samsung PR person flew in from, uh, I think he was based out of Texas, And made stops in Colorado picking up phones from people. And he sat down and met with us and answered any questions we had about the battery and, you know, the whole thing and the situation. And I was told in no uncertain terms, do not expect another note. And, you know, it was just one of those things that the branding is too much, is damaged too much. And, you know, they're not going to do the note stuff anymore uh, because they've already figured out how to make the S-Pen work on the S-Series lineup. Um, And then a few months later, surveys came out that the Note brand, people wanted it, and the Note continued to exist. So this isn't something Samsung just thought of this year. This is something that's been in the works for years. I mean, Note 7 was how many years ago? Three years ago, whatever it was. So um, it makes sense for the Note lineup to go away in that regard. Again, Samsung's been working on this. But I think what makes more sense is instead of just ditching the Note lineup, is the foldable lineup comes into the Note spot. So there's been a lot of future parity between the S series and the Note series for the last two or three years, uh, since the Note 7 explosion stuff. And the Note had always been positioned as the business or the prosumer device, right? But those features have all come to the S-Series now, and there's not really much to differentiate the two, except for that S-pin slot, because you know that's what the Note is known for. So I think the Fold, you know, the, the foldable phones, the Z Fold, the Galaxy Z Fold 2, the Z Flip, whatever, uh, I think those devices slot into the Note lineup going forward and become the new Note series, so to speak. Um, I, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Samsung's not really saying much on what the plans are for the future, which you know you don't really expect them to um, fully dive into that. but. So now that we've addressed the elephant in the room, what do you think overall Perlo of the S21 series, you know, from head to toe, all three models?
1: Yeah. So, you know, thank God all the devices have all the 5G bands this time. And, you know, I don't think this is a particularly innovative release this year. It's the usual component spec uptick, okay? But what I think is going to contribute to the success or failure of this phone line this year is frank, frankly the price in the United States. Uh, yeah. This year, the MSRP on the phones are much closer to matching, you know, what Apple has done with iPhone. Yeah. Uh, I thought that Samsung's phones were too expensive last year. Uh, the various trading incentives for existing customers is going to help, um, as will with other retailer promotions a few months down the line. You know, we're going to see some sales and stuff on you know, widespread sales and, and promotions on this stuff, you know, over the next couple of months now. You know, you and I have talked about this amongst ourselves for a while. You know, the company just has too many damn models of phones. Uh, between the Galaxy S series of stuff, or, you know, of whatever current year is out, plus the A series and all the weird S derivatives they do for limited releases of. And then, of course, the fan the edition
0: phone, which is yeah. arguably the best deal on any Samsung phone yeah. you can get.
1: Yeah. And, of course, the notes.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And, you know, we have to recognize that um unlike apple uh the company doesn't manage its reseller channel the same way in which it clears out its inventory it keeps older models around uh, much longer which cannibalizes the sales of the current generation of phones right (laughs) Right, right. Uh, and so now you've got a million different things on amazon and in best buy and stuff and people don't know what the hell they should be buying because then all the prices overlap and it, it gets nutty right so then you have all the derivatives for the EMEA markets which uses the Exynos chip, okay, which further adds to market confusion. Now, the Exynos 2100, okay, is going to power that version internationally. Now, historically, I know that there is a performance gap between those two chips, you know, the, the, the Qualcomm chip and the Exynos chip. But personally, I, I would rather see Samsung invest more money improving their own SoC Okay, than relying on Qualcomm's designs because now everyone who makes a high-performance Android device is using that Qualcomm chip series, and it isn't giving Samsung any competitive advantage at all.
0: Yeah, there's not a big differentiation there.
1: No, and if they were to focus their own on on their own chip, they could keep prices lower potentially as well. Okay, although Samsung does some manufacturing for Qualcomm, so obviously you know they're getting kind of a deal there as one of its as one of its prime fab. Uh, companies Uh, but there's TSMC and there's others out there also making those chips Um, and and as we know from Apple having your own silicon is a huge differentiator I mean you know yeah massive
0: yeah so I think the S21 lineup I agree with everything you just said it was a respectable if not predictable upgrade Right. better screens faster processor using Qualcomm's latest chip here in the U.S. New camera features, space zoom at 100X is supposed to be really good now, uh, but, you know, it was supposed to be really good the last time it launched, so we'll just have to wait and see what yeah. it's like this time. I think Hummer 100X is just, it's overkill. No one ever truly needs that. But, look, Samsung is a leader in smartphones for a reason. People, they resonate with Samsung's products, it's a good experience overall if you're an Android user. I know we always tout Pixel because it's a pure Android Google yep. product, but look, Samsung knows what it's doing. I like the new design, the new metal frame, the new camera array. I think these look great, but I I I don't know. The the, the lower price point is huge. Like that's I'm glad they, they achieved that. I'm not sold on the S Pin with the S21 Ultra uh Being a a replacement. It's not something I use with the Note Line, so for me, it's not an accessory I'm going to buy, which, by the way, you do have to buy the S Pen. It does not come with the S Pen. It's $30, I think, for a standalone S Pen or $40 for the S21 Ultra, or you could buy a case for $70. That gives you a spot to put it because there's no place for you to actually store the S Pen with the Ultra. So we'll just have to wait and see. I want to get my hands on the Ultra, maybe an S Pen, just to see if I can actually force myself to use it in my daily workflow. There's no doubt Samsung's going to sell a lot of these, but I would imagine the S21 FE or whatever they end up coming out with in a couple of months, because you know it's coming, is going to be the hot item for Samsung in this year, at least that's how it worked last year with the S20. The pandemic isn't going away anytime soon, and uh, people are going to be looking for a good deal on a, on a phone that does quite a bit. And you know, I could see the S21 FE or whatever Samsung ends up calling it being that phone. So the other product they announced, one of the other products they announced today, and I think it's worth some time talking about, is smart tags. They're the little tile-like Bluetooth. Yeah. Ultra wideband trackers to help you locate lost items, and they kind of take the same approach as Apple does with Find My, um, in that they crowdsource the location in locating devices. Uh, but they beat Apple to the punch here, you know. AirTags, Apple AirTags have been rumored for what a year and a half now. Yeah, yeah. So, and we haven't I, seen them. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I, I, I'm. I love that a vendor is finally getting these things out. Okay, I I personally have a number of uses in my mind immediately, my dog, you know, my gadget bag, my wife's pocketbook, my keys, a bunch of other things I'd like to attach these things to. Right. Um. Hey, I'd like to put them on my, you know, my mother-in-law, whatever, you know, you know, when she goes running, I put it on her, I put it on her pocketbook and stuff. So I know where she is. Um, yeah. We know that Apple has had these under development for a long time, but for some yeah. reason, every single product announcement event where they've had the opportunity to talk about them, they haven't. Yeah. So uh, I, there's, I, I think that product is going to be a bit more sophisticated in terms of what components are in it. We know it uses the ultra-wideband technology, which is a, a different radio technology than, than what's in, in these things, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Samsung is actually launching two different smart tags. Uh, they are launching a Bluetooth low-energy version first. So that's what launches or is available to order right. today and comes with a phone if you pre-order a S21 right now. You get one for free, and they're 30 bucks a pop. So they're no different than what Tile has right now. Yeah, you know, no. it's the same exact technology. Yes. Arguably Samsung's find my smart things or whatever it is. Their platform is bigger, which should help with crowdsourcing, locating a lost item, but why shouldn't I just go with Tile that doesn't lock me into a platform. If I wanted to switch, if I was an S21 user and I wanted to switch to a pixel six months from now, that doesn't use samsung's you know platform why would i why would i pay 30 bucks for smart tags whereas if they were launching with the ultra wideband version which is going to be more accurate more expensive to buy into i could see spending the money on that and you know actually investing in the ecosystem and having a reason for me to stick around right that's but To be clear, not all the S21 models work with ultra-wideband. I believe it's only the Plus and the Ultra. The the base model does not have ultra-wideband either. So Uh. There's a lot of caveats here to how these smart tags work, which is very Samsung-like. You may be in the ecosystem, but only if you're in the high end of the ecosystem do you get the full experience. Those who, who don't spend as much money with us don't get that full experience, which I think is it's, it's a lot different approach than Apple. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And but. you know what?
1: Yeah. I mean, I uh, know we're, we're getting towards the end of this thing, but I, I would have liked, there were other things I would have liked to have seen from Samsung this year. I would have liked to have seen them do more services oriented deals, service bundling deals like, like we have, uh, you know, with Apple one and to some extent, uh, you know, with Google, uh, one has their own, uh, you know, service bundling stuff. I haven't seen really, you know, smart, uh, Samsung, kind of jump out there and say hey you know we're working with partners to bundle some value-added services for you on, on a monthly uh, subscription service um, I you know they don't obviously they don't have the same breadth of ecosystem as an Apple does or Google does because they are right. not a cloud provider per se but there are some incentives they could have given this right. year you know to, and they didn't do any of that you
0: know yeah yeah I agree with you I, I mean but we've talked about it before. Subscription fatigue is real. Maybe they're just taking a more cautious approach to adding yet another subscription, another buy-in for their Samsung customers. I don't know. They, you know, it's all speculation on my part. But a subscription bundle does make sense for them, especially with storage and backing up your phone and all of that uh, yep. instead of, you know, relying on someone someone else like Google. Even if they had partnered with Google, it would have been nice. But uh, yeah, you yep. never know. You never know what we'll see from them for the rest of the year. So, uh, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. I don't have any other thoughts. I'm interested to try these phones out. What about you, Perlo?
1: Um, you know what? I, I'm I'm probably gonna take a pass on Samsung this year. Um, you know, I I think that you know at this point I have become a total Apple fanboy, uh, just because <laughs> everything it. in my well well everything in my life is now. Apple right yeah and and, and the, I think we've gotten to the point where you know you are in one ecosystem or another now obviously as as technology journalists, we do all have to cover this stuff, but sure. there's all, but 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 once but well, once an ecosystem invades your life, yeah, it pretty much takes over you know and it's, yeah, it's, and a it's little, hard it, it's hard
0: to move back and forth yeah. it is chaotic to move back and forth, and this goes back to our resolutions episode last week before I was struck by the meteor where we talked yeah. about streamlining all of our setups and all of that. So I, I totally relate. We have to use Android and, te- and other technology or Apple, whatever it is, you know, as part of our jobs. Uh, but I, I don't plan on skipping this, this uh, lot of phones, but I, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see just how well they perform and, and what they come out like. I'm sure they're going to be great phones once we get them in our hands. So I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.